0: Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. I want, somebody needs to tweet or hashtag or send something on Facebook and say, hey, God's doing miracles at Covenant Life Center. I'm serious. Somebody needs to tweet that right now. Somebody needs to put it out there. Put it out there. God's doing miracles at Covenant Life Center. God is so good. Do you think that this is the beginning of something great? I do too. I do too. Let's thank Him for that right now. Lord, thank You. Thank You for Your goodness. Doesn't it feel good? Listen, your church family just got blessed. Your family just got blessed. Amen. Now... Let's bless some more families. Venus, come on, Venus. We only have how many, how many do we have here? We have 16 children all together. Tell them what Angel Tree is. The Angel Tree
1: program. Yeah. The Angel Tree program is a prison fellowship program. Where, Hold on one
0: second. They're gonna turn you up. Turn her up, guys. Caleb, move out of the way. There we go.
1: It's a prison fellowship program where the church gets involved by interacting in between the uh, parent who is in prison and the children, it helps create the bond. We get to show God's love by selflessly giving this child a gift from their parent. Um, That way, when the child sees this, they know that their parent loves them and that God loves them. And it also gives us an opportunity to minister to these families, to invite them to church, to show them, you know, some of them don't even know who Jesus is. So we get to show them who Jesus is, show them that God loves them, and introduce them. That's right.
0: So here's a list that we have, and I think it's only $20 uh, to sponsor a child. Now, you don't have to do this today. You can do it Wednesday, but I would recommend that you just take care of it with us. Let's all sponsor a child, and we've only got two child sponsors. That tree in the, in the entrance is where we hang the angels of the children we sponsor, and there's a number of kids that are on here, little Sean. Alexi, got Gabby, Aubrey, uh, there's a number of them that are on here I think we can knock these out Don't this is all there is I think we can knock them out so again these are for children whose parents are in prison and so what we do we we support when we uh, we sponsor one and we give them a gift for Christmas on behalf of their parents so I think that's gonna be a good cause so see her Venus see Venus in the back information desk Right after church service, churches, service, service. Right after service, go over there and meet with Venus. She'll be somewhere in the back, so find her. Okay, let's give her a round of applause. I love our church services. And one more thing, one more thing. All the ladies, all the ladies, raise your hands. Come on, all the ladies, raise your hands. Turn around to another lady and tell them tonight at what time? 5.30? 30. 6.30. Sorry. Sorry. Tonight at 6.30 is the women's banquet, the annual banquet, Christmas banquet. Bring your what? Okay, here it is. Okay. Well, listen, I'm glad we're not getting it straight because then you'll remember this.
1: Okay, let me go ahead and do it. Oh, there she is, okay, okay. Something. Sorry, sorry, I'm <laughs> I messed sorry. up.
0: I'm, I'm in sorry, because
1: I want to make sure y'all come because we're going to have a blast. We have a lot of fun things planned, and we also are going to crown our diamonds tonight. If you've never been a part of that, that's a special moment. We do that once a year. There are ladies that we pick out through the year uh, that get crowned. And we call them Our Diamonds. And so that starts at 6.30. We're going to have a potluck. So if you can just at least bring one dish, it can be a dessert or an appetizer or a meal. Uh, We'll have the drinks provided. We'll have a hot cocoa bar. We'll have a coffee bar ready. And if you'd like to do it, the gift exchange, don't go over $10 on the gift. 5 to $10 gift if you'd like to do it. If you're not able to do it, please let me know. i got tons of extra gifts that I'd love to give you so you can be a part. Of the gift exchange as well because that's going to be a fun time for all of us and what else we've got games uh planned we've got door prizes so we're just going to have a whole lot of fun how many of you ladies are ready to party (laughs) we haven't had one in a long time and so I'm really excited about it we've been planning Jessica and I praying about it and so it's going to be fun bring a friend if you'd like we might, we're might we going to be in this part, legacy area it's going to be packed though probably but that's okay, bring your friends we can have this as an overflow room if we have to do that so it begins at 6.30 if you ladies can join us okay?
2: okay all.
0: <laughs> okay alright I'm not good at that kind of stuff guys I don't know I just come bring a pie bring a pizza I don't I don't know but here's I know this one thing I know that these ladies know how to put on a party they really do they know how to deck it out make you feel special and make you feel like you are somebody uh you know God is so good to make us feel like we're somebody too isn't he oh look here we go all right are you ready to get back in the groove take a deep breath. Let's get our spirits connected again. This is what I'm good at. (laughs) Let's get connected again. Let's get connected again. Just close your eyes. Lift up your hearts. Lift up your minds and just surrender to him right now. Don't look at anybody else in this moment. Just look and think about him. We're about to get into the word and you need to have your heart saturated to receive his word today. Let's just do it again. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you thank you so much for blessing us God you're so good to us When we believe God you're in control of all of our lives so somebody say somebody say Jesus talk to me come on say it say Jesus talk to me talk to me Lord speak to me in your precious name somebody say amen now give him a strong hand clap right now come on thank you Lord you know, it took me years to find out who I was and what my giftings were and and what I'm capable of doing. By nature, I love business. I love to build businesses. I have four businesses outside, I think four, that we're working with. And we, I'm an entrepreneur. I love it. But I'm also, I like to be, I, I feel like I've always wanted to speak eloquently and always wanted to have that edge and have that evangelistic spirit but but god told me years ago son try stop trying to be like everybody else be who you are so i'm a teacher i'm a teacher and i love to teach people about god's word and show them and like just the wisdom that's in the scripture to help them with their walk and if anything the bible says we need to have teachers jesus was called a teacher sent from god that's what jesus was called he was called a teacher Jesus took time to teach people Show them, explain to them Not just give them A hype word uh, And spit in their face And uh, 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 Like he had phlegm But God wants us to grab Things in our life, take it with us Apply them in our life And watch us grow You can only grow from what you know You can only grow by what you know So are you ready to learn today? Are you ready to grab it today? How many of you are ready for God's word today? Come on, stand to your feet one more time. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. I do want to pray for one more thing real quick. Rebecca, lift your hand, sweetheart. Rebecca right here and Chris Little Kyrie's been in their life and they're looking to adopt him and they're going to have a very important meeting today I want you all to stretch out your hands towards them right now and pray God's favor on them Will you do that right now Father in the name of Jesus Lord I'm asking you to give them favor we are asking you we are asking you together favor them today God that little boy belongs to them that little boy belongs to them little Kyrie belongs to the Steen family I'm asking you Father let the transition go well and give them that baby that belongs to them God we're asking you for favor today, Father. We're asking you for divine favor. Thank you for favor. Fight their battles for them. Be their attorney. Be the advocate in their life. Stand in their stead in Jesus' name. Everyone, say Amen. Amen. Thank you for thank you for allowing that. Thank you. Now we are finishing the series. Uh, it's a wonderful life, and I want you to grab your Bibles. Turn with me to the book of Galatians, chapter six. The book of Galatians chapter 6. I want you to pray for me this next year as your pastor and and as a teacher. I really want you to pray for me because I, I'm, I've am i felt for years that one of the giftings God's placed in my life is to be able to teach people God's, God's word, but in a simplistic way. To break it down and to make it easy and understandable. And there are so many people that have questions about uh, certain principles and and things that gifts that God has. And so we've created a podcast. I've been talking about this podcast for a long time. We have it. We're ready to launch this. And I want to be able to create podcasts just for you or anyone who has questions, simple questions about the Bible, questions about water baptism, questions about the infilling of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and all kinds of things. How many of you would like to learn more about that? Learn more. Just how many of you would like to listen to a podcast where you're taught that and it was specifically designed for you? Well, we want to help you. So pray for me that this year that God will just give me the strength and the wisdom and the timing to do all that this year. That's what we're hoping for because we want to see people grow. God called us to make disciples. God called us to make disciples. God did not. I mean, the party's wonderful, but God didn't call us to have parties. God didn't call us to throw a dance. God didn't call us to go and celebrate like it was 1999. God called us to make disciples. You understand that, right? Let's pray that God make disciples. Now, here we go. Enough lollygagging. Here we go. Somebody say, come on, Pastor Bobby, get with it, Son, I got dinner. Dear brothers and sisters, if, if, any, if another believer is overcome by sin... You who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens. And with this way, in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. In other words, God didn't bless you, so you can just stay there and not be a blessing. You are not that important to think that (laughs) you are important and too important to help somebody. (laughs) That's kind of funny. He says, if you think you're too important to help somebody, then you're not that important. Just letting you know. Someone told me uh, one time, I don't like going to church or going to the front of the church because I feel like everybody's looking at me turn to somebody and tell them, you're not that important. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. Truth hurts, but you know what? We come to see Jesus. Pay careful attention to your own work. Then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. We're each responsible for our own conduct. But the scripture does say, the the Bible does say, that we need to carry each other's burdens. At the same token, we're responsible for ours. I am am so encouraged when I come to church and think about this church family. Because I know that when I'm together with you, that I'm not by myself. Coming to church honestly is a gift from God coming to church is a gift from God today the subtitle for today's message is the gift of coming together wonderful things happen when we come together and even greater things happen when we come together with God and we're going to have a great day today it won't be long I'm going to try to get you out of here quick but if you'll give you a secret if you'll amen If you'll get excited, if you'll get with me, the faster you do that, the faster we'll be out those doors. I promise you. I promise you. Someone, somebody's prayed, Lord, bless this meal we're about to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Now, give your attention to the screen, watch this clip, and then we're going to start. Go ahead and turn it up a little bit. Turn it up more.
2: Are you real? George, George, George. Up you more. have no idea what's happened to me. You have no idea what happened. Oh, come on, George, come on downstairs. Quick, right. they're on their way. All right. Come on. Come on in here now. Now you stand right over here by the tree. Right there, and don't move. Don't move. What's happening? Wow. Oh, I hear them coming in. George, me? it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Oh, it's oh, a miracle. Who's not come, Daddy? Who, Daddy? Come in, Uncle Billy. Everybody, in here. George, 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 George isn't it wonderful? Yeah, we'll so many friends. Look. Mary did it, George. Right. Mary did it. She told yeah. some people you were in trouble with it. They scattered
0: all over town collecting money. Didn't ask well, any questions. George you're in trouble Have come You never saw anything like uh, it uh, like uh, like another run on <laughs> the bank. <laughs> E.I. E. George, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Right, now, don't, don't push. There we are, though. Oh, arms oh, on the right.
2: Arms on the right. Come in, George. Oh You're back, oh. <laughs> Get this. It's from London. Oh. Mr. Gower cabled you need cash. Stop. My office instructed to advance you up to $25,000. Stop. Ee haw and Merry Christmas, Sam Wainwright.
0: I got Mary's telegram. Good idea, Ernie. A toast! <laughs> to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. <laughs>
2: was present from a very dear friend of mine. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. And a boy, Clarence.
0: I love that movie. One of my favorite movies. I like the part where it kind of gets you up to speed if you haven't seen the movie. That's George Bailey. George Bailey was in trouble. He lost $7,000 at the bank. His business was fixing to close. He was fixing to lose everything. He, was, he went to a bridge one day and he was fixing to jump off the bridge and give us, just throw away his life. Then an angel by the name of Clarence shows up, and Clarence shows up and starts to convince him differently by jumping in the water. George jumps out, saves him, and then they're talking afterwards, and George is saying, you know, um, I I wish I was never born, and Clarence goes, okay, I'll give you what you desire, and gave it to him. And when he comes back into town, no one knows who George is, and George is miserable. His, his, um, His wife doesn't know who he is. He lost everything. He doesn't have the business anymore. He just, his, his life was really making a difference and an impact. Every place he influenced was changed and was something else. And so, so finally, he repents, you know, really comes to himself. He says, I'm sorry, God, I want my life back. Goes back to the same place where he was going to lose his life. And now, and then all of a sudden, he realizes, okay, I've I'm, I'm, I'm been restored. My life is given back to me. And when he goes back to the same life, same problems, what had happened was he got to his house. And did you see those men that were standing in the house? Those men that were standing in the house, that was one police officer, that was the banker, and that was the news. They were fixing to break news on George Bailey losing everything. Isn't that just like the devil? He wants to remind us of our debt. He wants to put us in prison, put us in jail. And he wants everyone to know about it. Well, he gets in there and his wife come to find out. His wife told all the neighborhood, people that he knew, people that loved him, people that cared about him, people that knew who he really was, and told all of them that they were in trouble and needed a debt paid. And a millionaire from across the way sent him $25,000. Now, $25,000 back in the black and white Days was big money still big money now But people came in from all around the neighborhood and started pouring money out You saw that whole basket of money that was brought in there and, and he restored his life and God blessed him The The story is so significant to our lives because it, You know well Henry Ford said it like this Henry Ford said coming together is the beginning keeping together is process but working together is success and so we don't do life by ourselves we do life with other people Uh, no one lives 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 on their own Um, someone is there to help you someone is there to see you along the way and then when we realize that we're not by ourselves even when we seems like we're by ourselves you're really not god always has an angel god always has someone God himself said he'd never leave you or forsake you, right? Everybody needs somebody. How many of you believe that? You don't believe that? Everybody needs somebody. Sometimes we all need somebody. And then, then when we need somebody, um, and they're not there, we start wonder what's going on in our life and sometimes God just allows us to go down these paths where we have to learn and we learn to embrace it some of us push it away but can I encourage you all when you're going through a problem or you're in a situation don't push it away, embrace it embrace it, learn from it let it mold you, let it make you let it it make you stronger and wiser because it's not going to last forever don't waste the trial. Embrace it. Learn from it. See how you can grow from it because it's not going to last forever. It's not. It's a season. But when God allows you to see the reason for that season, then you start having more faith and start realizing that God is so good. Not to leave us alone and not to let us feel like that our worth is a lot lower than what we perceive, but God is... He has a high value on our life. You are somebody to him. You are somebody to him. He cares about every single one of your problem. He cares about every situation you are going through. He cares about whether or not you have a leaky faucet, a mouse in the house. He, ca- he cares about little problems that you have. He cares about whether or not you feel like, you, you know, we all worry, right? I mean, we really, we all do. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, We just have different words for it. Sometimes we don't, uh, have you heard this before? Have you heard this before? Have you said this before? Well, I'm not worried. I'm just concerned. You're worried. I'm not fearful. I just want to know. You're scared. We're so proud, aren't we? We won't admit when we're worried, scared, scared. Are feeling vulnerable coming together is the beginning keeping together the process of working together its success the good news is that nobody can stop you from coming together with God we are workers together with him it is true and we can get more done with someone else than we can by ourselves we need people in our lives You need someone in your life. You can't be by yourself. And God will send you the right people at the right time, at the right place. You know what the good thing is about coming to church? Look all around you. If you'll stick around a little bit, get to know somebody, you'll find a friend today. Guess what? Do you feel like you have no friends? Look around you. You have potential, potential friends around you today, people that care about you. And what makes it so good for us and so real for us is that we're all going in the same direction. It's true. The people that came in to help George Bailey, they all had one purpose in mind. That was keep the city, keep the town alive. To keep the town alive. When God talks to us and God uses us, it's all for the intent of the kingdom and the purpose he has for you. But when you're surrounded by people who have the same purpose... Same values, same values. You can hang around people that don't have the same values, and you, can, and you really feel alone, even though you're crowded with people. You ever felt like that before? You ever felt like your values were different, that when you got around other people who didn't share the same thought, share the same value, you, still, you were surrounded by people, but you still felt alone. This is what's so comforting about the presence of God in our life. When God makes you aware and when you talk to him on a daily basis or whenever you read the word of God, you can feel the sense of and the awareness that there's a presence with you in your life and there's a peace with you and there's a strength with you and, and God is there and he promised he'd never leave you or forsake you. He promised and he said that he is greater inside of you than any challenge you have in the world and, and that In fact, Isaiah said that his name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful is inside of you. We can actually call this sermon series, It's a Jesus Life. He is wonderful. He's your counselor. He's your mighty God. He's your everlasting father, and he is the prince of peace for you in your life. That's the good news. That's what's so relevant to us. When we we do this, when we begin to realize everybody needs somebody, everyone needs help, look at Jesus. Jesus even needed help carrying his own cross. Listen to what Amos said. Amos 3 and 3. Amos 3 and 3 said, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? So what I realize is this, guys, what I realize is this, if you want help, you either have to persuade somebody to go in the same direction you are or go in the same direction with somebody in order to find a guarantee that you have have some help. For example, most of you, if you had a flat tire, I'm going to say 98% or 95% of the time Whoever's going to help you is going to be somebody that's on the same path that you're on, not from the other side of the highway. Very, very, I don't know what the odds are, but if somebody in Houston was on the other side of the highway, they're not really going to do a U-turn, get on the turnaround, hop back on the loop just to go help you fix your flat tire. It's going to be somebody who you've actually called that cares about you and loves you or somebody who's actually on the same direction that you're going. So your chances of getting help is going to come from someone who's in the same direction that you're on. Now, so it's not a matter of me uh, asking God to get on and go in my direction. It's really a matter of me getting on the same path that God is on. So sometimes this is where we don't get help. Sometimes we don't get help. No, most of the time, God in his infinite mercy will will help us get on the right path, then he can begin to help us. But most of the time when you read the Bible, it's it's predicated on us being in the will of God and going the direction he's going. I mean come on guys. You can't wake up in the day and say, okay God, this is what I'm gonna do. I want you to get with me. That's what we do a whole lot of times. We do one of them Hail Mary decisions, you know, (laughs) Lord, I'm going out long. Please find me. Please find me. I'm going to be out there, God. Just help me. We're so far out already. We're too proud to say, okay, that was a bad play. That was a bad decision. I need to go back to the huddle. (laughs) I need to get back in the, the spirit, get back in the word of God. Allow God to give me the game plan and not go by my own plans, go by his plan, right? Because now we're going in the same direction. I've done that so many times myself. I learned the lesson years ago. I learned it. I've learned, okay, you can't do something, then pray God bless it. You have to be sensitive to know what the will of God is for your life and where you're at and what's going on. And have to realize that once we get in the same place where God is at, uh, then, then we can understand that. So it's getting, getting that way. So I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I want to I begin to break it down for you. The things that we carry in our life were never meant for us to carry. We gather things in our life along the way that were never meant to be gathered. We burden ourselves with problems that were never meant for us to be Carrying, never meant for us to embrace. Never meant for us to carry along. Some of you today are carrying things in your life where they were, they were never meant for you to, be, to carry them. You were never meant to carry those problems. You were meant to turn to somebody who carries the problems away from you, that will take them from you. Point number one, I want to give this to you and help you understand a, pr- a point. In order to find the help and to live in the life that you can easily, easily overcome is learning how to carry the right burden. You have to learn how to carry the right burden. Now, when I say burden, I'm not saying that everything is heavy. Because listen to what God says. Listen to what he says here. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30 and 34. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30 and 34. Oh, my gosh. I think of so many times that we carry things that we don't need to be carrying. So many times we're so machismo, we're so proud sometimes, and we carry things and we won't let them go because we don't want anybody to think that we're weak. We don't want anybody to look at our weaknesses. We're afraid. We're too proud. Listen, God despises pride, but he gives grace to the humble. If you want God's help, we're going to have to stop and say, Lord, I'm carrying a burden that I know doesn't belong to me. You took care of this at uh, Calvary years ago, dear God. I give it to you. I am weak, Lord. I'm not ashamed to say it. I am miserable. It is my fault, dear God. Help me. Help me. That's all you got to do is ask, Right? You have not because you what? You've got to ask him. Listen to what he says here. And if God cares so wonderfully, wonderfully for wild flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things. Singing, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Can I add one in there? What will we get our children for Christmas? These things dominate the thoughts of, what's that word? Can you read it? Do you have it in your Bible? Those thoughts dominate who? The minds of unbelievers. Now listen, he's drawing a very distinguished line here. He said, these thoughts, these things dominate. They control the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father, which makes you a believer, right? How many believers do we have in the place here today? But your heavenly father, so he's talking to you right now. If you're a believer, this is you. But your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. He said, the unbeliever on the other side of the spectrum The unbeliever, their mind is dominated by worry, concern, fear, anxiety. Because we are so used to controlling everything. I gotta be there for this. I gotta do this. I I have to I have to have my hands on this. If we don't have control, then we feel like it's chaotic. That, my friend, let me help you today for that type A personality. That is a personality issue. I have that type of issue. I I need the Holy Ghost in my life to help me through. I'm just telling you. You know why I don't like flying? Because I'm not flying the plane. The only pilot I allow in my life, really, with feeling comfortable, is my wife right here. Uh, she loves to drive. I hate driving. It's a winning combination. It's a great life. It's a wonderful life. I don't like flying because I'm not at least in the cockpit looking down, making sure they're doing everything right. And that's just, you know, just telling you. I got faith. I've flown before. I just don't like flying because I don't see what's going on. It's An act of faith. So I got to pray and believe everything's good. These guys got a good education. They went to school for this. Some of them were in the military. Got to trust everything is good. Get my mind off of it. God's in control. Prayed over this plane. Pled the blood of Jesus in my mind. I took a a paintbrush with the blood and just went over every single part of the plane. The wings, the legs, uh, the wheels, legs, like planes got legs. I mean, you know. Because I have to overcome something in my mind. In my mind, I have to agree that everything's okay. Uh, don't look at me like I've got this, like, oh my God, Pastor Bob is afraid to play afraid to fly. What kind of man of God is that? You're afraid to turbulence hits, you're like squinched up. What is it? but I do have a lot of faith in a lot of areas of my life. I do have a lot of faith in certain areas. One of those areas is I know God never fails. One of those areas is I know God's a provider. One of those areas is I know God will provide finances when it's time for him to provide it. I'm telling you that there are some things you and I were never meant to carry. There are some things you and I were never meant to carry. And so whenever we, you and I, begin to focus on the little things. uh, Did I finish reading that in Matthew? Did I finish reading that whole thing in Matthew 6 and 30 through 34? Throw it back up there. Your heavenly Father knows all your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. He'll give you everything you need to get the job done. I'm going to give you the secret to this to help some of you start living in an overflow, to help some of you start recognizing what is it about people who live a blessed life and live a life of favor. Would you like to know the secret? I'm going to give it to you today. He said... These things dominate the hearts of the unbelievers, right? But your heavenly father knows all that you have need of, but seek first the kingdom of God above all else. Believers, put the kingdom of God first. Carry the burden from the kingdom. Care about what God cares about. He'll meet your needs. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Tomorrow has its own thing. There are some things that God wants to put in our hands. But he can't because our hands are occupied with other things. So here's the secret. Here's the secret. Now don't start playing on me now. I don't know why you're up here. I'm not done. That's my daughter. I can talk to her that way sometimes. So, I'm so bossy, right? Type A personality. Lord, help me today right now. Somebody say, help Pastor Bobby. I was just kidding. Gee. (laughs) Okay, here it is. Here it is. Here's a secret. He says, seek the kingdom of God first. Number two, one direction leads to one burden. One direction leads to one burden. That's the key. When you're going in the same direction God is, you're going in the direction that the kingdom is going in. You remember when Jesus said this in Matthew eleven twenty six. 26? He said, then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary. Throw that up there, guys. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28 Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now, that typically, typically that's really saying that God will take those burdens off of you, right? Do you get that? He'll take them off of you. Or he'll help you carry them. I will give you rest. Take my yoke. What is a yoke? Do you understand that terminology? That is a terminology for the yoke or the wood That braced two oxen together. So he is referencing himself as an ox. He is simply telling you that in those days, the farmers would have two oxen that were yoked together, tied together. Where if one was tired, the other one was stronger, he would help him pull the load, plow in the field. So he's not just saying, he's not just telling them. He's an ox. What he's saying is he's an ox with a purpose in the right field. He's plowing in the right field. Let me teach you, he said. In other words, the the yoke will enable you and teach you, help you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your soul. No more fussing, trying hard, no more trying to be weary with with trying to make things happen. He said, I'm gentle. I'm humble. You'll find rest there. There's peace of mind in there. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden I give you is light. My yoke is easy to bear. What is the yoke? Here's the yoke. And that Isaiah Wrote and said, his name is wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, give the whole description. And then he begins to go in there, and I've said this to you before, I'm going to teach it again because you learn by repetition. So whenever you begin to look at that in Isaiah, go study Isaiah. And he begins to talk about the oxen, the yoke of the oxen. And compares Israel to the yoke of the oxen. But then he says, but there's one that's coming. There is one that's coming whose name is called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. And the scripture says, and upon his shoulders will rest the government of God's kingdom and there will be no end to that kingdom. What is across the shoulder? That's the yoke and the kingdom is there. It is the spirit of God inside of us called the kingdom of God that connects our spirit to the spirit of Christ and yokes us together. But when God gives you the anointing and the spirit and the burden of the kingdom, he gives you purpose it with that. So now here's the secret. Whenever you are yoked with him, you're yoked through the kingdom of God. And when you tie your purpose in your life to the kingdom of God, you're in the right field of labor and God is helping you. And it becomes easier. And when you feel weak, and when you don't feel like doing it, the scripture says, for when I am weak, then I am strong because there's someone helping you. Most of us become weary and don't find help in our life because we're in the wrong field, plowing our own seed, doing our own thing out of our own will and out of our own desires and our own dreams. But God has a field for you and God wants to labor with you. This is why I always tell people in business... Or your profession, or whatever it is, if you feel God has given you and graced you with that in your life, make sure you always somehow, some way tie it to the kingdom of God so you can be yoked with God. So, whenever you are doing it for His glory and you are doing it for His reason and for His purpose, you're there knowing you go to work, you're there to represent God. God, that's God's will for you to be the light of the world. Your business, to all the business owners here, how many entrepreneurs do we have? To all the business owners, that is not your business. That is God's business. He put into your hands. He wants to use it to build the kingdom. Are you, you understand what I'm saying to you? What is it in your business what did your business have that, that can bless the kingdom of God? If you don't tie to the kingdom, then I'm just going to tell you, you are working harder, not smarter. But when you tie, I'm going to tell you right now, everything I do belongs to him. He is the CEO, the CFO, and he is the big mo. Builds momentum. That's the big mo. How many of you business people know what the big mo is? When you hit the big mo, That's talking about building big momentum. Without the Holy Ghost and the favor of God, I don't have momentum. See, I'm not like you. Maybe you're different than me. I can't step outside the will of God. (laughs) Anytime I try to do it my own way, God spanks me. I know what it was to get a spanking boy when I was growing up. My daddy, even, I didn't have my daddy long, but the only thing I remember about my daddy was the spankings I got. I got. I remember them, wow, (laughs) like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. The chancla back in our day, chanclas weren't rubber, chanclas were wooden. Son, and when that got you, it got you good. God's like that with me. I know when I'm not in the will of God, and sometimes I've done it where I know this is probably not God's will, but I want to do it anyways, and when I've seen that happen. I find myself in trouble, and I find myself alone. But when I say, okay, God, I'm so sorry, you have a time, you have a place, I'm going to get back with you, and then things become easier. Then in this field, in the kingdom, in the purpose of God's place for me, when I get back in the yoke, so you have, it's a choice. You have to get into the yoke. You have to be compliant, you have to move when he says move, and and, and when you move with him, you got to remember there's something that connects you with him, and you have strength and favor in the anointing that he has, and things become lighter. You never lost the burden, but there's someone else carrying the burden with you. That's what makes it easy. That's what makes it so much easier. So favor comes your way. Opportunities are opened up to you. Things begin to happen. A billionaire gives you $100,000. I don't hear you this Sunday morning. Amen. I don't think you even heard me, what I just said right now. There, there's something about the anointing and the favor of God when you get yoked up together with him that makes it easier for you to plow. I want to give you a scripture. Are you, I'm not a scripture, just a saying. I want you to remember this saying. We're coming to a close. Go ahead, sweetheart. Go ahead, beautiful. (laughs) Life gives you burdens, but God gave us His shoulders. Life gives you burdens, but God gives you His shoulders. God gives you the kingdom and the strength. You see, those, those 5,000 people that were there hungry that day, when Jesus was teaching on the mountainside, on the hill, that day, they were all hungry, but they were with Jesus. And so when, when Jesus got hungry, they were hungry, and it was time to eat, and no one had food, Jesus was fixing to make baskets of food. They were in the will of God. They were in the will of God. They were there with Him. You know that scene where they in the Wonderful Life, where they came in, they carried that. I mean, did you see that that basket full of money? Can you, can you imagine that day when they saw the disciples walking out with the first basket full of fish and loaves and walking out to everybody, looking at everyone, saying, look what the Lord has done. There's more where this came from. Um, This is just the first load. There are 12 baskets over there full of fish. We're fixing to feed everybody. Y'all were hungry. You haven't eaten. Don't worry. God's got you covered. He's going to help you today. You're in the will of God. You're supposed to be here. You're here to listen to him. You're here to receive him. You'll be blessed every time when you're in the will of God, where you're right where he's at. I don't want to be where everyone else is at. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care about other churches, to be quite honest with you. Let them do what they do. I don't care about what goes on in your life. I just care about what God is doing in mine. All that matters to me is what God's doing in mine. Don't look at everybody else. Don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at your friends. Don't look at other people. Don't mind them. All that matters is look and see if Jesus is in your life. What is he doing in your life? Because the people that were meant to help you will be sent to you by God. They will do his will. will. They would do exactly what they've been called to do. You'll always have somebody there to help you when you're doing what he wants you to do. If God didn't need help, why did he form the body of Christ? He is the head. We're the body. And if God didn't need us, why did he give us birth? If God can do everything on his own, why did he need us? You know what? He chose us you're on the right team. You're in the right place. You want to see things start to prosper in your life. You want to experience a Jesus life, a wonderful life. Get yoked up with him. Get your purpose for living and your business and your career and your family. Go in the same direction that he is going in. Lead the rest of the family and say, hey, Let's get together on this. Let's honor God in all that we do. Let's put the kingdom of God first. And let's see God bless His family. Let's watch God bless our business. Let's watch God do something miraculous in our life. We're going to honor God first. We're going to put God first. It's a wonderful life when God is in it. It's a wonderful life when God is in it. I'm just telling you, there is nothing too hard for God to do there is nothing too hard for God to do. There is nothing impossible for Him to do. Everything in this world, if you want it to be, can be tied to Him. Life, no matter what it gives you, there's nothing too hard for God to do. Now, where are you at right now? You ever complain that I don't have any help to do anything? Have you ever put God first in that area and honored Him? Have you ever dedicated your business to God? When's the last I, I, I talk to entrepreneurs all the time? I, I just I love people that are that are work hard workers. I don't care if you have your own business or not. Even if you're working for somebody, if you've got that 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 work ethic, I love people who have work, good work ethics. Good work ethics are, are, produces honest spirits. I was told growing up this is just for food for thought I was told growing up never ever trust a lazy man <laughs> because he'll come up with an excuse for every single thing and lie about everything so easy just to cover up his flaws or his excuses but no matter where you're at if you're working hard if you're trying your best then God can use that. So take a moment in your life. Put God in it. And say, God, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor you with my family. I'm going to honor you with my business. I'm going to honor you with my job. I'm not working for them, God, and I'm not going to give them eye service. I'm going to go to work like I'm working for you, Jesus. Young people, I'm going to go to school like I'm going to school for you. Young people, uh, you got to put God in your life right now so God can see some things. Come to and Come to, to, to be productive. God is going to do great things for you in your life, but you got to put them first. How many of you believe that you're blessed because he blesses you? God, you're blessed because he blesses you. Come on, stand to your feet. I'm done. I'm done. Turn to somebody and look at them and tell them, life gives you burdens, but God gives you shoulders. Life gives you burdens, but God gives you shoulders to carry every burden. If you will, just for a moment, will you just lift up your hands and just begin to love on him? Just begin to love on him. Just for a moment, we're fixing to walk out. Give him everything you've got. Commit yourself to him right now. You'll always find help when you're going in the right direction. If you're in this building, as we're all with our hands up and our hearts surrendered and our eyes closed, if you're in this building and you're going in the wrong direction and you need to go in the right direction and things are hard and you want things to be easier and you've not surrendered your life to Jesus, now's the time to say, Lord, I surrender my life. I surrender my heart. I surrender my mind. Would you pray that with me if that's you? If that is you, I want you to give your life to the Lord if you haven't done that yet and fully surrendered it. We're going to pray with you. Can we all pray together? Will you pray with me right now? Now, I'm going to pray, but you pray your own prayer and your own heart. We need Jesus. So let's pray together. Will you pray with me, Father? In the our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.